0: When you pray, how do you pray? What do you pray for? Do you ever wonder if you're doing it right? Do you wonder if there's a better way to pray? In today's episode of All God's Women, we look at Hannah, a devout woman who truly understood the power of prayer and the way God designed prayer to work. Hi, and welcome to All God's Women. I'm Sharon Wilharm, your host for the show, and I am excited to be taking you on a journey through the Bible, focusing our attention on All God's Women. We'll be talking about women you've heard all your life and women you've never heard of. Each has a story to tell, and I can't wait to share them. Together, we'll discover life lessons we can take away from each of these ancient women and apply them to our modern-day lives. Join us each week for the latest episode of All God's Women. We meet Hannah in chapter 1 of 1 Samuel. She was the wife of Elkanah, a Levite, who lived in the city of Ramathaim Zophim. The first thing we learn about her is that she was one of two wives, and that the other wife had children, and she had none. It's assumed that Hannah was the first wife, and when she was unable to conceive, Elkanah took a second wife, Penina. And although he took care of Penina and her children, Hannah was his first love, whom he loved the most. Of course, as you can imagine, that didn't go over well with Penina. The Bible refers to her as Hannah's rival and says that she provoked Hannah severely to make her life miserable. It was especially bad when the family would make the trek to Shiloh to worship and sacrifice. Year after year, at the time when Hannah should be able to find peace with the Lord, instead, she was antagonized to the point that she would weep and not eat anything. Poor Elkanah. He worried about his wife and tried to comfort her, asking her why she cried and why she wouldn't eat. Am I not better to you than ten sons, he asked? No one understood Hannah's sorrow, so she took it to the only one who truly understood what she was going through. She left the family's table and went to the tabernacle, where in bitterness of soul she poured out her heart to the Lord. She wept in anguish and prayed that if God would look down on her and remember her and give her a son— She would give that son to the Lord all the days of his life. Eli, the high priest, watched from his perch by the doorpost. He saw her crying and her lips moving, but no sound came forth. And he accused her of drinking and told her to put away her wine. Most of us would have been greatly offended by that. But Hannah was too caught up in her conversation with God. She explained that she was merely pouring out her soul to the Lord. Eli responded by telling her to go in peace, and God would grant her petition. Hannah thanked him and went on her way. We're told that she then ate and was no longer sad. I love that. Hannah prayed. She emptied her soul to God, and then she went on her way, no longer sad. She placed her burden in his hands. She no longer had to bear it alone. Even though God had yet to answer her prayer, her heart was at peace because she knew that he had heard her request. Early the next morning, the family went once more to the tabernacle to worship before returning home. And nine months later, or sometimes around then, Hannah bore a son. She called him Samuel. Now here's where the story gets interesting. Hannah had not just prayed for a son. She had made a vow with God. If he gave her a son, she would dedicate that son and give him to the Lord. And she was a woman of her word. For three years she nursed and cared for Samuel, teaching him about the Lord, training him for what was ahead. And when the time came and he was weaned, She took that little boy and presented him to Eli, the same priest who couldn't even recognize what soulful prayer looked like. And she left her baby boy with Eli so that he could serve God all the days of his life. Then she worshiped God and prayed one of the most beautiful prayers in the Bible. It's a prayer of praise, but it's also a prayer of prophecy. It includes some of the earliest references to the coming Savior. You see, Hannah wasn't praying for a child just because she was lonely, or because she wanted to be free of the stigma of being barren, or even because she just longed to be a mother. No, Hannah prayed for a child because she saw the corruption around her, and she wanted to birth a son who would draw Israel back to God. And God answered her prayer, giving her a son who became a light in the darkness, leading others back to God, and even being chosen to anoint the first king of Israel. He was the last judge and the first prophet to prophesy about Christ. He was a godly man who was exactly what Hannah prayed for. But God didn't stop there. He gave Hannah five more children, three sons and two daughters. Her cup truly runneth over. We tend to read stories like Hannah's and think that all we have to do is pray hard enough and God will give us the desires of our heart. Problem is, we've got it all mixed up. We're so busy making out our shopping list of prayer requests and then wondering why God doesn't give us what we're asking for. That's not how prayer works. Prayer is emptying ourselves and bearing our soul to God, coming to Him completely broken, seeking not selfish pleasures, but allowing Him to open our eyes to what it is He wants for us. When we give ourselves over to Him and to His desires, that is when we truly start to see answered prayer. Hannah could have prayed for Peninnah to leave her alone. She could have prayed for Elkanah to have a better understanding of what she was going through. She could have prayed for a quiver of children to bring her joy all the days of her life. Instead, she prayed for the privilege of birthing a son who would change a nation. How could God not answer that prayer? Lord God, we come to you today humbled by Hannah's prayer. We're living in a time much like Hannah's time, but our feeble prayers fall short. We're asking for blessings and relief when we should be pleading for revival. Lord, forgive us our selfishness. Open our eyes to what you want us to pray for. Give us wisdom and direction. Give us peace as we wait the answers to our prayers. O Lord, if you might find favor and use each one of us in however small a way to help restore our nation to you. We love you. In Christ's name, I pray. That concludes today's episode of All God's Women. Tune in next week when we talk about Ichabod's mother, the broken wife of a corrupt man of God. If you'd like to go more in-depth in your study of Hannah, head over to the podcast website at allgodswomen.com where I've added Bible study questions and thoughts to ponder to continue your study. Then head over to the all-new Bible Study Facebook group where we gather to discuss and reflect on each of the women covered on All God's Women. You can find links to my website and social media in the show notes. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye. If you enjoy All God's Women, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. If you're listening directly from the All God's Women website, you can scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the link that invites you to have each episode delivered directly to your inbox. Or if you're listening via a podcast platform, just click on the subscribe button. And if there's a notification option, click that too, so you'll be notified each time a new episode is released. While you're at it, be sure to tell your friends all about All God's Women so they can enjoy it as well. If you enjoy listening to All God's Women podcast and radio show, you're going to love my brand new Women of Prayer Bible study. Get to know the character of God by studying the prayers of women in the Bible. Grab your copy today, available in paperback and Kindle.